Cut the Crest presents The Screening Room types of intros to the regular apps right so we're back with regular programming uh from today but uh, i thought i <sighs> i say i'm back to regular programming so i'm starting with that and then i'm gonna tell you that i'm gonna take a little hiatus after this i'm gonna take a little breaky breaks um so today's episode is an interview that i recorded about uh, by the time you're hearing this is probably about a month ago um with the incredible Chun Tan. Chun Tan is uh yeah, he's a fantastic guy, um, young fella. He is the UK's uh smallest bodybuilder. I mean the guy's built a beautiful physique. You should check it out if uh especially if you're interested in health and fitness and stuff and and so today's episode is very much about um well not health and fitness so much that uh you know we talk about what you should or should not do but it's more about the mind the power of the mind and putting uh your words into action and uh not letting uh people defeat you really and get the better of you it's about willpower it's about mental well-being um because uh, and something that he and I share, uh, sadly, is that uh, we were both sort of incessantly bullied. Not that, not not together. I'm I'm considerably older than him, uh, but as a child, I was incessantly bullied. Actually, um, I hated my childhood, um, which is probably why I was so into just fantasy and and all these things. You know, Transformers, Star Wars, comics, uh, whatever, anything. You know, comics ranging from your typical Marvel, DC, you know, Spider-Man, Superman, Batman type fare to Beetle Bailey and Hang of the Horrible, these little collected editions that I used to get from uh, my family, my uncle mainly in uh, in America, or well, initially in Germany, because they were stationed out in Germany, because he's uh, ex-US Army, retired now. Um, but yeah, so luckily I, that actually afforded me access to a lot of uh, cool stuff. Uh, Afies, are there any um, are there any army brats listening to this? Uh, especially Amer- uh, American army brats. You uh, is it brats or rats? Anyway, whatever. Both are kind of derogatory. Uh, Afies, do you remember the bookshop, the newsagent type, W. H. Smith bookshop type thing called Afies? Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Gosh, that was. Yeah, they were awesome. Anyway, cartoons, films, you know, it was my escape. Um, And one day I decided, with the help of uh, a school chum of mine, um, uh, that I would start taekwondo. And the minute I did that, I remember I was 15 years old, so probably too late to start the training. Yes. Uh, That was terrible. Jesus. But without warm-up, okay, so don't judge me. I can do a pretty decent Yoda when when I've had some vocal warm-ups and practice. Anyway, <coughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, a bit, bit old, um, and I'm going to get my kid starting martial arts soon. So as soon as he turns seven, he's going he's gonna to learn how to fight and defend himself. But, uh, yeah, my bullying kind of almost stopped the stuff that I'd suffered for over a decade, since I was five, actually. I remember uh, in infant school, yeah, or, uh, yeah, since I was five years old. Um, the minute these cowards found out that I was doing martial arts, they backed off. 
Because, let's face it, most people are cowards. I'd say 99.999% of the people, of bullies rather, I'm talking about bullies here, not your average Joe. Um, they're cowards. And uh, they'll prey on the who they deem to be the weak. But the minute they think that there's going to be some kind of uh, kind of retaliation, they'll they'll back off. And yeah, for that last year, um, the bullying kind of pretty much stopped actually uh, until I was a teen when another type of person came into the fray, which was those that actually are ballsy and uh, fearless and yet are still dickheads. Quite frankly. Um, Decided, oh, oh, this geezer thinks he's a he's a big boy, isn't it? He's a tough guy, isn't he? He gets me. I'm gonna boss him up, yeah. So then those kinds of people started uh, coming for me, the ones who thought that I might provide a challenge, which is absurd because I was five foot four and not interested in fighting. Really, I'm just just interested in chasing girls. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so, um, yeah, bullying, we get into that, so that we get into some sensitive topics. I don't think we touch on anything that's going to really uh, uh, hurt anybody, but it may bring up, you know, it may it may send your mind back to places that perhaps you don't want it to go, so just be warned listening to it. Um, yeah, we do, we do talk about that kind of stuff uh, that I've just basically mentioned. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, here is me, well, technically still from the past, yeah, because, uh, well, the, the past is, uh, ever present, does that make sense? Because the present is constantly moving, anyway, let's not go there, uh, here's me from about a month ago talking to the really wonderful Chun Tan, uh, and I have to give kudos to my wife because she is the one who connected me to him, uh, they recently worked on, uh, a big IP. Uh, I won't go into it because I don't think that information is out there yet. But uh, my wife at least did a lot of work on it. I think, um, and that's a series coming out next year. But um, yeah, so that, I think that's where they met. Uh, I don't know if they knew each other from before that. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, Tune has been on. He's been on TV actually. He's been in a whole bunch of um, programs and stuff. And was it a UK Ninja Warrior or something? But uh, yeah, we we talk about all that stuff as well. We'll touch on it. But uh, yeah, okay. So uh, here we go. Uh, here's tune. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> tune. Thanks for thanks for doing this. Um, now I. When Artie said that I should uh, chat to you um, because, you know, of your work and everything and just your really quite incredible life that you've led, um, obviously, first thing I do is uh, is I go to the internet and uh, and look you up and stuff. So I, I found s- some interesting stuff, you know, um, the bodybuilding and the fitness and all that's really um, quite impressive, to say the least. Yeah. Actually, I'm kind of selling it a bit short here. But um Nothing. I couldn't find an awful lot about your life. So like I um I'd be interested to know, I suppose, you know, sort of where you came from uh and how you and how you got to where you are now, you know. Um, because you guys obviously met on um on set. I won't I won't mention what it was just in yeah. case we get in trouble. <laughs> but um yeah, so like um, you know, how how does how how do you get from as you're going through sort of adolescence, I guess, when you when and you're starting to realize that oh I'm I'm different, 
you know, I'm special. This yeah. is, you know, um, how, how, yeah, I guess, I mean, I could, I don't want to go too deep into, I mean, I actually, we can go as far into it or as little into it as you want, but, um, yeah, you know, I'm, yeah um, okay. So like, I'm, I'm curious now just for context. Um, I'm a, I'm a reasonably small chap myself. Um, <laughs> I'm five, four. I was always yeah. the smallest in class, um, always getting bullied and all that stuff going, you know, yeah. through school. Yeah. And it wasn't until I turned 15 <clears throat> that I started doing Taekwondo. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I was never a sporting guy at all, right? I was I was the exact opposite. You would find me with my head buried in comic books and things, not not doing anything physical, not playing football or anything like that. Yeah. Um but like the martial arts and the fitness. And I did then go into, I, I transitioned into weightlifting. You can't tell now because I've had too many pizzas over the years, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. And I, I, I then moved into, I progressed into weightlifting and actually because me and my training partner, we were both small. We were both like five foot four um, and tiny frames. Uh, we didn't really train like weightlifters we our idols were people like arnold schwarzenegger and, and mm. um you know all, all those guys and we were reading flex magazine and we were training as though we were bodybuilders you know we wanted to get big and and strong really um yeah. and that was born out of having a childhood that involved ridicule now yeah you know i always find it really fascinating that my personal story gets put into crazy perspective it was certainly mm. when I went, met my wife and then, you know, <laughs> I was opened up to, uh, to this other world. And then I yeah. see you and I'm like, bloody hell, you know, this guy <laughs> is insanely, this is just amazing. This is amazing. So can you yeah. tell, I mean, if you know, only as comfortable as you feel, but, uh, yeah, like how, how was that for you? How was that journey for you? Yeah, it was really tough. It was fine, like, during primary school because I was okay. confident and I was, like, the same height as all the other kids. Yeah. And, yeah, going into secondary school, it was good in a way, in a sense, because I was, like, the most popular kid because I was, like, okay. the shortest kid in school. So everyone sort of knew me. But then you get people that see that you're vulnerable and they can take advantage of you, you know, and you're more vulnerable to bullying. Um, yeah, certainly in my in my situation, I was. And I had quite a tough upbringing with my with my parents um so that didn't really help because things at home wasn't weren't good so then my confidence was low and obviously I'm very vulnerable already so emotionally I think if I was more confident I would have been fine um as I've seen throughout like later on the years and I, I was having all these mental issues like suicide depression like in a really deep like the deep dark hole that I can see that people get into where I didn't really want to be here anymore and there was just one day I was praying on my bed and I just said to myself I was like please God, this has to change. And I like made like a really strong decision that I was going to change my life. And it was just like a switch that clicked in me. It was like, okay, I can't change my height, but there are other things I can change. You know, I can change my musculature. I can change my physique. I can change my, my mentality, my confidence, and improve my social skills. So there's all these things that I could change that empowered me. And I think me and your wife had this conversation. It was like empowerment is just focusing of the things that you can actually change that are tangible in your life you can change a lot of things that people don't realize and yeah that was the biggest wake up for me so going from yeah being bullied like quite aggressively in some situations at school 
I went to college and that was like a fresh start for me because, uh, yeah, it was just away from those kinds of people. And I could build up my confidence and everyone's a bit more mature at that age, you know. So it was, yeah, that was the point I got into fitness. So I got into fitness. I got into bodybuilding. I had really good mentors who taught me um, how to how to weight lift properly, how to train. And, we'd, and we were doing public services at the time. So these guys were in the Navy. So they were like like really hardcore Navy guys. And I think they're, one of them had the world uh, record for the um, the most amount of bench presses in 24 hours. Him and a team did it. And he, wow. could, he, he could kill 50 kg dumbbells one arm and I was I was only, I'm only I weigh 40 kg so it's like very impressive yeah so th- those were like my first mentors and as my journey just kept on going it was like just things I think doors would open up and expand uh because I'm quite into spirituality as well so it was like I would make certain intentions like I had a list of things that I wanted to achieve and do and it was like taking off that list it was that like I want to be an actor I want to be a bodybuilder. I want to step on stage, bodybuilding stage. I want to do Ninja Warrior UK. I want to be a male stripper. Um, yeah, I want to be a, like a boxer. And there was like, yeah, just a, a big list of things that just start, started to like manifest. It was incredible uh, as I went on the journey because I yeah. would bump into people that would help me. Um, so I met a guy called Adrian Hanlon, who was number one in IBFA, which is a bodybuilding federation in the Northeast. And I just met him in the gym and he was like amazed by my physique and um, he really just enjoyed being around me. And he offered to train me for free, like to coach me to get on stage. And he said, look, there's a competition in, I think it was just under two weeks. And that was a bodybuilding competition. And he normally takes about at least six, six weeks, 12 weeks for your first competition to prepare. But is that he always said to me, you look incredible just come along, like, I'll show you what to do with your salts, like your food, and just jump on the stage, have fun. So I did that, and I just took the leap. And that was like the first step that I took into uh, bodybuilding, performing, acting, that opened up so many doors for me, because if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have been acting, I wouldn't have had the confidence to do all the performances I do now performing. Um, And it didn't necessarily make me any money, but it was just, yeah, just such a big thing for for my, my soul, I guess. Yeah, you. it's not, yeah, I think it's easy to forget sometimes that it's not just about the money. The money money thing will kind of, I, I've always found it just kind of works itself out, you know, somehow. Yeah. But it, but if you're not right internally, if you're not yeah. happy internally, that's incredible. Um, So you, you, okay, wow. So it does feel like just being in the gym, literally just being in the gym. So while well, having that moment, that sort of um epiphany i suppose or whatever you want to call it yeah uh, in your room that night yeah um i say epiphany but it does you know you did the work you know you yeah. you decided i'm going to make a active mm. change here i you know i'm not i'm not content something needs to change and i'm going to do it yeah um absolutely. and then so you're in the so you you started making these changes you're in the gym and then literally it just roller coasted from there you just like so did you find like how how did the because you 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 mentioned um you know you went to competition yeah um but then the acting came yeah. out of that did it so basically you you got into the bodybuilding uh, yes. side of it yeah so I got into bodybuilding um and then I got into a few TV shows like reality TV shows 
okay. and semi-famous yeah. uh, through that. So I was on um, Judge Render, Ninja Warrior UK, yeah. uh, which was incredibly hard. Uh, yeah. So much better in real life than it, than it is on TV. Um, and Coach Trip. And I and then from there, I did want to get into acting. So I was asking around. I didn't know there was an agency specifically for short actors and tall actors. Um, and one of my friends who I met through, uh, through nightlife industry that I was doing in Newcastle, he asked someone for me because he was an actor himself and she referred me to oh so small to lisa's agency so yeah. that's how i got into it and I, I sent her an email and um yeah she said yeah she was blown away by the stuff i've done and she wanted to have me on the agency straight away and that yeah that opened up more doors to do to do that kind of work and then i got into other performances and that get, really gave me the confidence as well it was like a good foundation um, yeah. to do because you know people use my physique for certain things like the BT advert, which I've done as a gremlin. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like creature yeah. work and stuff. Yeah. 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 A lot of creature work. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just been uh, one thing to another. Then I got into boxing because of it. So I boxed a quite a famous guy called Lipple Man. Um, yep. Cause I found my profile online from the bodybuilding. So they wanted yeah. me to challenge him. Uh, unfortunately, I lost, but it was it was a very okay. like, hardest challenge in my life because it was like I'd done the bodybuilding, I'd done like Ninja yeah. UK, I'd done I've done like public speaking. It was like, what's the next thing I can challenge myself with? Yeah. And it's funny because I said to my partner a few months before, I was like, why isn't there like a platform like for little people, like mm -hmm. people with autism, to do combat sports like MMA, yeah. uh, boxing, and then. Yeah months later it happened and i was like i was ready to go i was just like That's... come on get some, get me on board <laughs> yeah yeah i i saw that fight actually um and you, you mentioned you lost but i mean that that guy was pretty i mean he looked pretty vicious to me i was like i wouldn't <laughs> want to step into the ring with that guy like uh yeah i i did i did i did catch um yeah i did catch that fight um yeah it's so you've literally got a list you had a list you made it you made it like a like a uh what, what do we what do you call it god i'm blanking here um a bucket list type thing right yeah, you, yeah. And, you, and you're just going through them and ticking them yeah. off ticking them off yeah just bucket list and uh i was very very um i'd say connected spiritually when i was younger because i'd uh had these sort of yeah just epiphanies and stuff and they, and they would just happen and yeah it was like this thing that my from the movie yes man that my friend told me I hadn't watched it he was like oh yeah jim carrey was yeah, saying amazing. yes he was saying yes to this and then the universe sort of like opened up and spiraled into it. so i thought i just like took that as a as a message i was like that sounds like a brilliant idea i'm just going to do that with everything everything that i can so i just said yes to everything that was good to, good for me so i was like i went abroad someone offered me a job in spain in magaluf and i was like yes like let, let me let me take that opportunity and then i met you know, obviously that guy, that bodybuilder, and I said yes to him. But if I'd said no, I just can't imagine, you know, how different my life would be. Like I wouldn't be the person I am today. And uh, with with the boxing, it was like yes. And I took all those yeses. It, all those yeses added up for me. And it was like saying yes to myself as well. It's not like I was just moping them out. I was like going to the gym every day. I was like, oh, we don't feel like it, but yes, I'm going to go because it's good for me. So I said yes to the things that were good for me. And yeah, just other things that would manifest as well as I got more into spirituality, like um, my dog, for example. It was quite strange how it happened because I was, I was joking about it with my girlfriend and I said, I want a huge 
German Shepherd that's bigger than me that I can ride to the park. <laughs> and she had brought her, she's a veterinary surgeon. So she, someone had dumped next to her work, a tiny puppy, one day old, uh, literally you could fit in, in both my palms. And now he stands at three years old, fully grown. He stands at about five foot tall and he weighs about about maybe seven to ten kg more than me. <laughs> so wow. he's literally, literally, literally the, the words I spoke, it just it just happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, which I wish I could happen for everything, but yeah, it was just no. yeah. <laughs> that is that is um that's amazing. First of all, oh, poor poor puppy. I, I just don't get it. I don't know how can people dump yes, animals and you get people who dump children, right? They dump babies and stuff. Really? Yeah, it's mind-boggling. I just don't get it. But um, okay, so that that is really cool, actually. Um, the the positive mentality. So, Yes Man is an interesting. I, I love that film. It's based on the book, if I remember correctly. But um, yeah, yeah. The film, if I recall, he is literally saying yes to everything, right? And so, <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. So the message in that is essentially, yeah, you gotta open up your mind, uh, and allow yeah. these uh allow things into your life um, yeah but yeah. you got to also uh you have to choose as well to a degree what you're saying yes to and it sounds like you just got that message yeah. straight away you understood that straight away yeah <laughs> you're like okay yeah. i'm not gonna yeah. say yes to some some yeah. dodgy yeah. geezers offering you drugs in some alleyway <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. yeah yeah that yeah, it's happened a few times they're like oh mate do you want join some of this i'm like no i'm, I'm all right i'm all right thank yeah, you yeah yeah and i'm yeah. i'm doing my work as well i have to say no quite a lot because people offer me drinks uh, yeah. I don't know if it happened to you, but I'd go out and people would always offer me drinks um, when I was out and I was yeah. working at nightlife. People always constantly offer me drinks. I'm like, I'm saying no. I'm like, no, no, I'm all right. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what I'm drinking today. It's quite easy to go down that yes rabbit hole. <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. Which, yeah. But, yeah. I think the main thing I took from it, which I developed as my own philosophy, was like, say yes to everything that's good for you. So if like, maybe you want to go on a spontaneous trip and... Uh, to do whatever you know like some sort of spiritual pilgrimage or my brother asked me if he wants to come if i wanted to come and trek the himalayas with him up in nepal and i was like wow. yes was, yeah. yeah just certain things like that and yeah there's things that that can be you know bad certainly bad for you or you can't fit into your life but i find sometimes you have to feel inside your gut instinct it was like the bodybuilding thing for me was huge the boxing thing um certain other endeavors like uh, one of my spiritual teachers offered me to go and do ayahuasca with him after i had a breakup oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and so yeah i was like yes i'll go, I'll go and do that and that was just really amazing for, for my uh emotional release yeah that, <laughs> that is incredible um i have to say yeah i i had a friend a long long time ago and she used to say uh she call it again my memory's failing me but she said that she had this thing she kept on the on her fridge and it was like a not vision board what did she call it but it was basically like um what she wants to achieve and she mm. would have either images or write it down or whatever and she would come to this thing and try and manifest it somehow you know yeah, yeah. um but it, you know in in a maybe i i mean i don't know that's maybe one way of doing it and you've done it a different way but you've literally it feels like you you you've literally manifested the positivity i i i'm really i'm i'm in awe i'm in awe of that um 
you said mm-hmm. you're spiritual. Uh, so am I, I just want to make sure I don't confuse it with religious because yeah, practicing religion, because there's a difference from yeah. my understanding, you know. Um, so yeah. how, where do you fall in that camp? Are you, are you religious? Because uh, your name, Chuntan, uh, you're, yeah. where, where are you from? I don't want to assume. What so is I'm your from, ethnic uh, my, origin? Yeah, my parents from Malaysia. So I was born yeah. in Malaysia. And okay. I came here when I was about one and a half years old. Okay. And yeah, so I grew up in England. Uh, I only know how to speak English really. Yeah. You, you swear words in <laughs> no. yeah. the important stuff mate that's yeah. with any foreign language okay how do i say <laughs> yeah um and yeah my dad was buddhist so yeah i was gonna say followed, followed his uh sort of teachings where we went to the temple when we younger yeah. meditated and prayed the monks but yeah i don't i didn't really fall into that category because i just found I, I love the teachings, some of the teachings, but yeah. I just found it was very, like spirituality was so much more diverse than that because there was other things that you could learn um, yeah. about chakras and yeah, plant medicines and uh, manifestation, for example. Um, yeah. yeah, there were so many different layers. And spirituality to me is just um, that connection to yourself and the universe. It's like having yeah, a deep connection to yourself and realizing that you are part of everything. And it's like the, the whole universe is alive and it, it it's you, you as you're connected to everything but energetically these things can manifest and you attract things good and bad and as you raise your energy and you can do yeah there's so many different things you can do uh, i found to rate you can raise your energy with that you can manifest these things in and i think the simple things like eating healthy um you know having good relationships with your friends family being happy uh, going to the gym, exercising, and then if you can meditate as well, that's like the base, basic foundation of like spirituality to me. Because um, when you do that, you open up spiritually, you feel very connected, happy, um, and then you can work more things if you are open to that. But I think you do need to have that foundation where you are stable in your life with the important things, um, yeah, you know, that you need. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Um, although uh, I don't put any of that stuff into practice unfortunately like i said i'm like it's just pizzas and and you know like uh just instant sort of gratification um i think yeah that's the issue uh, now isn't it with yeah is so easy to to want everything now because of how how the way society is shaped with you know social media and yeah. if you say you want a delivery or whatever you can just order it it'll be there within a few minutes it's like we're so yeah. hard now to instant gratification and that actually yeah it can really really um mess up the dopamine receptors yeah. and in terms of like willpower you just like you, you sort of lose it because like things like going to the gym and getting bodybuilding physique takes take it can take a long term you know a long time to do um, yeah, yeah. At, least, at least a year yeah 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 it's hard work right it's um i think we're yeah it, it is we do live in it seems to me like certainly my lifestyle is like uh it's just become it's it, it is there's there's an instant gratification i think there's a lack of patience i think when yeah. i was younger uh and i don't know if it's because when we get sucked up into these you know into day jobs or whatever and these routines yeah. that um 
maybe we lose some of that. I think maybe personally, I think I have lost a bit of that patience um, mm. and how to, I suppose you've got to identify these things, isn't it? Like you, yeah. you, you did that. You, you've, you, and you managed to do it early on. You've identified, yeah. you know, um, areas that where you wanted to improve just yeah. your overall well-being. you know, the physicality aside, but just like everything. And then, and then you've remained persistent and consistent. Yeah. And those are key things, I think, um, especially yeah. consistency, you know, in whatever we do um yeah. well positive consistency if you're yeah. consistently if you're consistently yeah. being a dickhead to people then like, you deserve what's coming right but um yeah. yeah it's um it's amazing that you've yeah like everything you've accomplished i mean there are some okay let's line up a little bit because you mentioned a couple of things um in answer to your question well not question but you 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 are uh asked if i'd experienced like people trying to shove drinks down my throat or whatever um you know yeah. if i'm out and about uh, i can't say i've ever had that and if i did i would be saying probably yeah to all of it until you know, <laughs> until i can't remember that evening the only time yeah. i came even remotely close to that was i was a i briefly did a stint as a photographer in a nightclub yeah about about 15 years ago or 17 years ago is a long time ago and then yeah you would get at the end of the night people would say yeah. oh here have this have that i'm like no no i'm good i'm good i'm good um yeah that's the closest i've ever got to but so you you are involved when you say you're involved in the, like the nightlife stuff and performing um yeah. you did touch on uh being a stripper as well earlier yeah 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 i'm curious um <laughs> not through any sort of weird perverse uh <laughs> curiosity it's just interesting did you i don't know I'm, I'm assuming here but did you like one day see the chippendales on tv or whatever you know when that became a big thing um and you had like yeah. the full monty the film full monty and all this stuff and it showed all these guys coming out of there well certainly in full monty where they, they've got these insecurities but the minute yeah. they're on that stage performing and they're yeah. doing that dance all yeah. of that insecurity and everything goes away and all of a sudden they're empowered um and they're confident and you know and they're exuding the confidence and they're receiving it back as well right all the all the people in the crowd are going crazy for them um i mean did, does that did that play at all into it like i'm just interested yeah, in definitely. understanding where that comes from because i can i get the wanting to change your physique right especially when you're young it's all about yeah i'll get this girl that girl look at me i'm you know <laughs> uh, you know there's a little bit of that right the, um and and it's good i think because it gives you that confidence boost that we need but where does yeah. the how does the nightlife stuff happen and what kind of things were you doing actually like in i know you mentioned the stripping but are yeah. you, were you working like doors were you working in in bars and clubs and stuff or what, what was that yeah so i started out working in magaluf in spain yeah and i was doing sort of nightlife work there where we were running bar crawls i was promoting clubs promoting bars okay. yeah yeah and yeah, I wasn't getting paid that well. And I, I met a guy out there with dwarfism and he was doing this, you know, crazy stuff. I mean, he, he had a massive, uh, massive phallus. <laughs> so he was very oh. confident oh, okay. of doing, <laughs> doing these, um, these strip shows and he was doing all this kind of work and he was getting paid so much at the time. I didn't have the confidence to do that. So I did yeah. one, one sort of job, um, for a birthday party and I just didn't feel very confident. I felt quite anxious. And when I was younger, I was not, when, during the depressed 
phase of my life I wasn't confident with girls at all so that was like one area that I wanted to get better with and that was one of my goals to be to be able to do like strip shows for for women so after after I got to Newcastle I was studying at Newcastle I was approached by uh, well they were actually my flat the two of the biggest nightclub promoters in Newcastle and I had a chat with them and they the guy just kept on messaging me every week he was like oh can you come down can you come down and work like can you come down I want I want you I want you here to work with us and after four weeks of him like pestering me I was like okay I'm gonna come down he said can you do a crowd surf so he got me to do a crowd surf in um Tiger Tiger in Newcastle there's about 2,000 people that crowd surfed across everyone's going yeah and that was like another yes thing as well and he so I I was running the nightclubs in Newcastle the nightclub events sorry for students and I I became um on his team after a year because I we we were smashing it and I was having fun getting everyone into clubs um throwing parties and but it didn't really pay that well so I was doing it I was getting quite demotivated and then I got into entertainment work again which is for like stag parties hen parties um after i did sort of a, a spiritual pilgrimage with my brother in nepal and india i came back and i was like right i need to make some money and so I, I reached out to all these um agencies and i was like yeah how much do you pay for for this kind of stuff and they were like the pay was like ridiculously high i didn't didn't realize <laughs> i thought it was gonna be a lot less and so i got into it i practiced my routine i'd done a lot more healing work so my anxiety was a lot lower and I'd done my first strip show in Brighton uh for a group of like 20 20 girls it went really badly that first time oh really shit myself yeah (laughs) (laughs) I I was yeah I was I was terrified that was probably worse than the boxing for me Mm. I was absolutely terrified um yeah just of that that pressure you know you feel internally and then as I as I got into it more and more I became more confident and yeah it just uh like people absolutely love it like most of the time so 95 percent of the time the other women love it. it it pays the bills um i don't do it all the time but it's just a bit of extra extra yeah. cash yeah. and but it's you mentioned you know the money side of it but like it seems to me that what was more important here was you overcoming yeah. your own insecurities uh, yeah. and your fears and you mentioned depression. Um, it sounds like it took you, like it was. It was very. It was quite dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there may be other people who are who are listening to this who perhaps feel that way um, as well. And there is there's a Facebook group that I'm a part of. Um, I'm a Transformers fan, and this there's, I was part yeah. of a Transformers group, and yeah. one of the guys set up. Uh, a thing um i'm oh, sorry hang on this thing is coming up with 10 minutes left i might what i might do tune if it's okay with you um at the end of the 10 minutes i'll send you another link if that's all right if you've got a bit of extra time yeah yeah that's cool yeah. okay cool um yeah sorry so i was you know i i joined this group and it and it's basically about mental health and and all this um you know just just people expressing their their issues and their anxieties and and some of these guys it sounds quite dark how yeah. and, and i and i've tried to engage with um some of them on, on you know whenever i do see it and there's one guy I, I it very much seemed like he was uh alluding 
to suicide basically yeah. uh, trying mm. to talk to him and everybody else jumped in and talked to him and and i know that sometimes that's all the person is looking for is is to is to hear something from somebody else that mm. makes them feel like oh yeah i'm wanted even though it's a complete stranger um yeah. if you don't mind me asking when you are down there in that in that pit yeah uh when you were down there in that pit yeah. how on earth did you pull yourself out like can you identify like what what triggered that thought what made you realize no i don't want to be like this um i can't change this but i can change this i can't change that but i can do this instead and how did you pull yourself out to be honest i'm not actually too sure it was like okay almost like an internal energy for me it was like a switch that turned on i was like i really want you know i want to experience my life to the fullest i'm either gonna die which i don't want to die but and the other alternative is like i don't want to live life like like this so i was like i need to make a change and it was like the small changes that for me that like the little decision i think that was what made it for me it was like, okay i'm going to start going to the gym that was like the first step i'm going to start going to the gym and i'm going to make that commitment to myself i'm going to do it five times a week uh, i'm going to go every time i'm not going to sit down i'm just going to go straight to the gym after college straight yeah. away and i'm going to learn it to the best of my ability so that was my decision like that was commitment to myself and I, for me, that self-love is like keeping those commitment to, commitments to yourself. Because yeah. when you break those commitments to yourself, it's like you break a commitment to your spouse or your kids or someone else, and they'd be hurt by it. And the same thing happens internally for us. It's like, I'm going to do this and that. And then we're like, we feel hurt because we didn't keep the promise to ourselves. Yeah. So it was building up. That for me, I didn't realize at the time, it was just building up that discipline, um, yeah. that really, you know, really solid discipline inside myself. And yeah, from there, I was able to do other things like from the gym, I was able to meditate every day. So I, could, I was able to keep, keep those commitments. I was able to learn about boxing and learn about other things, but you've got to find something that you can commit to. So I say to uh, my friends and clients that find what works for you, something physical. Um, so it can be rock climbing. It doesn't have to be bodyboarding. Like that, that's just something I enjoyed. What do you, what do you enjoy doing? Try everything, try everything, say yes to everything. Let's go to this meetup of rock climbing. If you absolutely love that or you love surfing, if you find something that makes you alive and you become a master in it, you're going to feel so alive. Mm. And then from there, when, once you reach a level of mastery of something physical, learning to use your body, because because that really increases all the endorphins, increases like the neural pathways in your brain, um, then you will be able to master other things easier. So mm. you'll be able to master public speaking more because you'd be so much more in your body you'd be able to master easier um yeah bodybuilding if you wanted to try that out or boxing because yeah. your your motor neurons are, are more fired up and you just feel yeah. more alive. um yeah. so yes yeah, yeah for me my advice for anyone in that space is find something good for you and try and stick to it if you can like something that makes you feel alive where there's people around you that are going to make you feel loved and support you um mm. yeah and yeah just try and stick to it as much as you can yeah it's the physical um activity i think yeah yeah, it's so important right it's Mm. uh yeah even during covid i was so sedentary and then um that's when it kind of started actually and uh the first time i went out for a walk just that little 20 minute walk i felt Mm. completely different it was incredible actually (laughs) it felt completely different 
that yeah that's um yeah the i guess the importance of that physical um activity just it can't be that uh you know played up enough i guess um yeah these pilgrimages they sound fascinating were they um so like for example the one that you did you say nepal in india right yeah you went with in your brother nepal. yeah when in in nepal in india so we stayed with with a monk in a temple and we stayed there for several days we were chanting wow. chanting every day and doing like prayers to the sun to the buddha like to the earth um it was about two and a half hours of chanting every morning and evening so five hours of chanting every day and that yeah that was very very it was very um just eye-opening to see how the monk <laughs> lives his life yeah doing, doing all that chanting because my voice was completely gone after that <laughs> um and we did kundalini yoga we did like safaris uh, we trekked up to uh, um the annapurna circuit in nepal so we did the six-day circuit wow. and yeah for me it was just it was very connecting being out there in nature and we did do some uh, psychedelic plant medicine out there and that really when i came back i was just so motivated um so i won't go too deep into what i did but it, yeah for me it was just i wouldn't recommend everyone to do it because you have to be in a certain mental space but it did um uplift me and sort of recharge me back i was i came back very motivated amazing that's um yeah th there's something that i've been I I think it might be illegal in this country. I'm not too sure, but I know that <laughs> uh, I know that like um, people, some people microdose on uh, on I think mushrooms or something. Yeah, and and, yeah. and I think it's being actually looked at as a yeah. legitimate sort of medical thing to help people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. There's a they're doing at, at the moment um, a lot of studies on therapy. And the therapeutic use of psilocybin mushrooms and certain substances like LSD, MDMA, ketamine, how if you use it in a clinical setting, that it can help people with depression and anxiety and PTSD. Um, and they, yeah, they've had massive success because I've tried to get onto into onto one of the schemes, but they're fully like booked up until it becomes oh, really? yeah. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. And they're saying they're saying more than likely it'll be legalized because they've had such high success rates using really yeah oh, these tools that's yeah. yeah that's interesting it's interesting how we're sort of viewing some of this stuff it's i suppose it's that um yeah you know it's it's having that control i suppose that when when this stuff isn't controlled mm. uh, and it's not a controlled yeah. substance it's just out there on the street and people are just doing stuff yeah. willy-nilly in whatever dosage yeah mm. of course it's gonna yeah it's gonna yeah, do damage great. Yeah. It's got. It's, there's got to be the set setting, the dosage, you know. Yeah. And if 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 you have a professional there with you, it's not like you're going off doing a, a party and a, yeah. a festival, or whatever. That's things can go wrong like that. But if if like set and setting, and you have someone there that is guiding you through therapeutically, it can yeah. really be beneficial. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a fascinating area. <laughs> So the you mentioned um, the boxing earlier as well. So I guess it's the same sort of thing um, that I'm curious about. 
I mean, you've obviously, you've decided um, that you're going to overcome certain things by doing X, Y, and Z. Uh, and you've mentioned like, but, you know, you've got this tick list you're going through, right? These different things. And so each yeah. of those are going to be bringing um, their own, I suppose, uh, I don't want to say levels of anxiety, but like, um, well, I think you did you use the word fear earlier? Like, you know, you were scared. Yeah, I was scared you doing probably every step of the way doing this stuff, you know, but I think yeah. it's sort of leaning into the fear. It's like allowing yourself to breathe and I mean, I'll I, probably all of these stuff, the stuff that I've done, I've been shit scared. Like I've been terrified, had a heap of ton of anxiety. But I think in the anxiety, if you can learn how to step into that anxiety with a fear and lean into it, and for me, that's where you grow. That's like where the growth happens. Those in those challenges, because you're not, you know, if I I could turn down the fight, but then I'm not gonna have that story to tell. And I'm not going to grow as well if I turn it down. Um, so, yeah, for me, the fear was, like, very real uh, doing the fight, I'd say. That was probably one of the biggest challenges, like, just trying to get mentally on track, physically, because you're training every day. I'm training about three or four hours every day, doing the boxing, I'm doing weightlifting. And I had quite a bad back injury uh, about two years ago. Uh, from my dog <laughs> put my back out so I'm just I'm still recovering from that so I wasn't at 100% strength so it was a lot a lot of stuff that I was going through I was having troubles with my partner mm. and yeah having to look after look after my dog work yeah. at the same time train several hours a day um yeah it was very very challenging mentally I'd say really challenging trying to get in there and switch it on and like yeah. go go all out on this person because for me that guy was he, he's very full-on like he the build-up to it because basically what happened was we were filming for a tv show initially which they wanted to make it into called celeb like celebrity mma um obviously me and little man were going to do boxing okay. and the build-up to it was about 12 weeks build-up so we were filming every week we went out to portugal and he was like threatening me all the time he was like threatening me with different things like he's getting drunk he's he's just a bit bit crazy and other times uh, he's not all bad I think he's just been through a lot of lot of stuff because there were hmm. other times he showed me respect um which I really appreciated because I did I genuinely did like the guy like from yeah. time to time when he wasn't being you know his uh, <laughs> crazy <laughs> <self>. <laughs> yeah. so he wasn't putting on a show that wasn't um that wasn't him no. just putting on a show you think that that was there was some no, sincerity so there no, sometimes yeah, it was serious because he he was like he'd send me messages and on Instagram and then and then I think maybe someone would tell him oh don't do that and he was like oh, I'm only joking or whatever, um, right. and then just trying to get into my head all the time and then he would get drunk and he'd try and like mess with me because I think he's like that gangster type of guy. He's like yeah, he wants like he's maybe still got that ingrained into him because he was mm. been to prison, you know, and and obviously he's trying to come out of it, but whatever mental issues he's still going through. It was yeah very challenging to to have to come like face to face with that because he's having play fights all the time like and yeah. he just tries to take too far. He tried to break my wrist one time. Um, he tried, he tried to grab my wrist and snap it, and everyone was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" He's like, "That's yeah. your opponent. I don't care. I don't care." And he's like, "Ah, yeah, just a bit a bit crazy." And then there were other times where my glasses I'd left them in 
the toilet and he would come downstairs. He, he's wearing my glasses. I was like, ah, oh, fucking hell. And like, he could have mm. quite quickly like smashed, like put on the floor, like stamped on them. He, he gave them to me. Um, yeah. yeah. So there were, like, he, I, I could feel his heart and I just feel like he's a bit traumatized. Um, yeah. Yeah. There were other times like we had like a, a, a down to earth chat and we yeah. made up, we made up after the fight. But yeah, before, yeah. He's, yeah, very scary, like guy. And he's stronger than most grown men. Like, you know, when I was fighting him, like mm. he, he was stronger than me, like physically. He weighs about 50, maybe 55 kg. I weigh 40 kg. So all these things are oh. from my head. And he's been, you know, he's been to prison. He's been fighting grown men. He can lift like a lot. He can, I don't know if he's been, like, I'm not going to say making any accusations, but I don't, because I don't know. But he can lift yeah. kg dumbbells each arm i weigh 40 kg and yeah. he can lift one arm 40 kg like with ease <laughs> so oh, wow. it okay. was like in my head i was like jesus christ like he's been undefeated you know he's like yeah ridiculously genetically strong it was like yeah i hadn't had much experience going into it so i was like in my head i was like yeah i got there was a lot of doubt i was like i've got to win this i've got to win this i've got to try and win this but getting into the ring hmm. it was very hard to turn it on because we had eight ounce gloves and that's pretty much no padding and i had some bigger eight ounce gloves which i wish i wore and it was just yeah i just didn't feel like i went in there 100 percent. i went in there yeah you know the best that i could but it was yeah just very challenging like taking that hit hit from someone so small but like so so powerful like it was just yeah and when i was covering up when you box you put your hand against your head and that sort of blocks a punch but it wasn't really doing anything because there were eight yeah. ounce gloves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that reminds yeah. me uh, of a of a goofy uh, experience I had when um, after taekwondo we we went away and did um, muay thai for about a year. Oh yeah, and nice. uh, we were just um, this was just like not even sparring. We were just sort of training lightly with a partner. Yeah, and we were, I was gloved up, but these gloves were massive. So what eight ounces quite big is it that's quite a big really really small there's like oh small okay so i had the full size thing and it was like bigger than my head and so i covered i covered up like this and all it took was the guy would just hit my gloves and the glove would hit me back in the face yeah Yeah. and that was enough (laughs) i was like oh this is like something out of a out of a tom and jerry cartoon or something i can't do this but um Yeah. yeah that i can i can only imagine what that uh you know a person getting into your head and then trying to get them out what that takes yeah. for an yeah. individual to sort of say okay yeah this is just you know i don't know I, I i well i don't know um but that's amazing that you managed it uh yeah i think the... i lost the four rounds and then there was a stoppage because the ref thought it needs to be stopped like okay. i take a lot of hits for that point Okay. Uh, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't on the floor or anything. I didn't, I wasn't like knocked out. I, I could have carried them fighting, but yeah, it got stopped at that point. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did. Yeah, I think I got to that part where they'd stopped it, and then they, it was just the commentators would. I don't know if you've seen the video, the playback, but uh, there's these two commentators, and they're just like yelling over everything, and you're just like, oh my god, I wish these two would just shut up so that I can focus on what's going <laughs> on. Yeah. yeah. I watched it no sound on <laughs> yeah 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 i noticed in the comments a lot of people were saying yeah to turn the to turn the audio off um yeah. so then 
you've so you've done or going through your i suppose going through your little checklist um a little you know you that that, that sort of bucket <laughs> list um because it's quite ambitious that's one thing that's for sure you know you're you're, you're not picking small uh mm. tasks or, or achievements to unlock as it were they're quite massive right then a lot of this stuff would be daunting for any anybody i think um yeah. whether they've got you know these mental blockages and and uh well-being issues or not you know uh yeah i think it'd be quite tough to get through some of that stuff you yeah. managed to i mean you you've talked about i mean yeah okay so the the striptease stuff uh and how it, it's about the performance and you were talking about you mentioned you know like you just enjoyed performing um yeah. And you signed up with uh, oh so small um, yeah. What kind of stuff did that lead to? Because I, I know what you're working on now. I'm sorry, mm. my uh, avid listener, my grandmother. I can't tell you what it is that she's <laughs> been working on. We're not allowed to talk about that stuff. But I mean, it's not um, you know, it, it's it's major league stuff. It's you know, it's it's big franchise stuff. Um, did that happen immediately? You you sign up to oh so small. Um, yeah. He says like, okay, I'm going to get you, you know, all these great, you know, gigs and stuff. It was there. Yeah. Did you find that there was like a steady climb that you had to work your way through uh, the types of roles, or was it again straight, you know, jumping straight in as you because you've jumped in straight away head first with all these other things? Yeah, it was straight in. So we did a uh, creature work for Artemis Fowl. Uh, for that was for a Disney production, yeah. And then she got me into pantomime and and you know all little sort of acting gigs here and there. Um, yeah. and the biggest one I did, which was with with a different agency, was the BT advert. Um, yeah, I've done a few other pantomimes, different live performances for for acting as well, which is is really cool. Um, yeah, and just. A lot, lot of creature work, I'd say. But yeah, she, it was straight straight into it. I was quite excited to get involved. And then, yeah. yeah, I was so happy that, you know, I was getting paid to do what I love, which is performing, acting, um, yeah. people laugh and all these things. And uh, that that's the way I saw it is like, generally I get paid to be myself, which is, doesn't feel like you're working most of the time. Yeah, that's it, right? That's, um, uh, I don't, I don't want to cite that old cliche because i don't 100 agree with it but uh uh the old saying um you know if you're doing something that you love for work then you'll never work a day in your life yeah or whatever that whatever that yeah. said however yeah. that saying goes i just butchered That's it goes, yeah 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 but it, i i the irony of that is actually if you are doing um what you truly love at least i find um, yeah because i do have a day job which is not related really to my true passions and and i do that on the side um i actually work even harder on the other stuff you know you're i'm constantly doing the 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 art stuff and and the writing and all that you know so um it is work and you i think you do put more effort into it but uh i think you put more effort in but me and my partner were having this conversation she because she was doing her passion Mm. And she was like, I didn't didn't even feel like I worked. I put so much effort in, but I don't feel like I work. I was like, yeah, that's that's when you're following your passion. It actually yeah. is something that gives you energy. So, you know, those things, that's what I was saying for you, for the listeners that are tuning in. The things that make you feel alive will help you get out of your depression. Those things, mm. 
because though in, in the alignment obviously not um, something that's bad for you but i'm saying they like the physicality of something yeah. that, that that can release those endorphins because like, our yeah. bodies are meant to be to be moving and for me that was like one of the best things that got me out of depression was getting into my body because when we're sat there and we are yeah. you know watching tv and we're eating stuff our body becomes naturally our posture goes down our body mm-hmm. becomes more contracted and that's when you can get into depression because your body is made to be moving every day climbing it's yeah. meant to be running you know doing all these things and yeah that's yeah that was like the biggest thing for me that i think that that shifted is just going into my body and doing all these fun things because when i'm you know when you're creating art you're so in your body and you're moving about and yeah and for me when i was bodybuilding i'm doing i'm doing that and when i'm acting i'm in my body when i'm when i'm performing i'm in my body again because i'm so you know the adrenaline's there the, the excitement the endorphins um yeah yes yeah, so that's i think one of the biggest things for me one of my passions is finding different ways that you know you can explore and and um explore like your fears explore your comfort zones explore like your body as well like what what can it do like, there's so many different sports and stuff i've tried which i wouldn't you know if i was if i was depressed i wouldn't, wouldn't be able to do it <laughs> yeah yeah that yeah you're right um and yeah so the the work thing is in yeah you're you're 100 correct um as is your partner because yeah i think when we say work uh and that word it's, mm. it's kind of loaded isn't it um yeah. and it kind yeah. of uh it kind of implies that it's something that we have to do we have oh, we have to do this thing mm. um and we may not want to do it but as you say when you're doing something that you do love yeah you are working hard but it's not yeah, yeah i mean i get it. it 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 doesn't necessarily feel like work like you're happy to put those hours in yeah and same with <laughs> And same with the the physical stuff, I think. Um, yeah. But that the physical stuff, yeah, I get it. the movement. I, th- I always found because I was always on and off, on and off throughout my twenties and thirties, um, mm. or late twenties and thirties. But I always found that if I pushed past it, like if I just took that first step, the first step's always yeah. the hardest, right? Yeah, yeah. And then just remain consistent for at least two to three weeks yeah it you know that that routine starts to set in and, yeah. and you and it starts feeling less like work and you start to enjoy yeah. it do you, yeah. you find that with uh like with everything that you do and you said you've tried other sports and things like you, you know and you said multiples um yeah. what kind of stuff have you tried and like yeah and what made you want to do them uh how did you do it and then did, did you remain persistent or wait again was it just like well Okay, I've tried this. Uh, I'd rather do this other thing. Yeah, so I've done it. I've done Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, uh, so like MMA. Um, and I was very consistent with that. I, cons- I was consistent for a while, but then I found that I couldn't balance anything in my life. So I was loving it, but I was like, yeah. I still need to do my bodybuilding because uh, yeah. that's one now, and I've got to you know work in in the nightlife industry at the time in Newcastle. Yeah. So. I had to let that go, unfortunately. And then there's, there's other times where I come back to it when I'm really consistent. But I find that, yeah, when I'm consistent with these things, it does it does stick if I really love it and enjoy it. And yeah. you don't have to do everything, you know, that you, you might just not enjoy something like mm. ultimately. But we, I did an, a course called Outdoor Adventure Sports in college. So that was after the public services. And that was basically like two years of 
Outdoor Adventure Sports, <laughs> it says in the name. Of, yeah, just we were doing rock climbing, we were trying um, kayaking, like we, we climbed Snowden. So we were like, oh, wow. Trekking up Snowden, yeah, that was beautiful, amazing. Um, we did mountain biking, we did, we set up our own, um, how do you say, our own climbs out up in the Peak District. So we had to climb up. I was absolutely shitting myself because we had to make sure that. The, the rope was secured and we had to do it ourselves and then climb it. <laughs> wow, okay. So, yeah, there's a lot of fear there, like in, going through the fear again. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just doing that kind of stuff, that for me was, I'd say probably the best four years of my life at, at college because it was like, wow. there's nothing to worry about. There was, it was just, there were so many friends about, there was so much laughter, joy, and it was there was so much physical activity um so for me that, that I, I just remember being so feeling so alive doing that stuff so we'd be out we did, we did so many crazy things we did um we would sleep outside in nature so we had to like just sleep in sleeping bags and just look at the stars or go, go up wow. to the mountain and do that and I think that that was just a really good foundation for me as well doing all those different things I was still bodybuilding like training bodybuilding at the same time yeah as well yeah that is um yeah that that that's amazing the, and the fact that it, what's really cool is that you you know you, you found your passion in bodybuilding you remain consistent in that and you tried all of these other incredible things yeah and, and yet the 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 bodybuilding is what you kind of kept coming back to and, and yeah. that's <laughs> a consistent thing um yeah. so tune what what's uh, what's coming up what's next for you then uh, what's next? I want to do an MMA fight. That'll be my first wow. MMA fight. Uh, there's a big platform in Poland for the high league. I'm trying to get on that at the moment. Okay. So fingers crossed, I'll I'll be on to that. Um, and what else is next? And I'm just doing. I've got a lot of gigs coming up. Okay. Um, hopefully more acting gigs and the the um production that me and Artie have just done that that yeah. should be released. Free. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Chun, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Um, thank you so much for for taking the time. It's really been you're you're an absolute inspiration. No worries. Um, thank you very much. Yeah, thank I you hope you realize that how incredible you truly are. Right? It's um it's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I hope I hope I can inspire anyone in what position they're in, you know, just to go out and get get to the gym get healthy get fit in whatever way you find fun and can benefit your life <laughs>